Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for fruition as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Good morning. This is Ursula, your host of NABWIC Talks, and each week we bring to you wonderful people to tell you about the things they do, and that is the case this morning. I, as your host, am the CEO of Sula2, and we make old, new, and everything we do in that we will capture, preserve, and present your legacy information for your company or for your yourself, your your own personal Story can be told in any form possible. That being a book, a video, a legacy wall, or live performance. That is what we do, and we're doing that this morning for NABWIC. As a part of this organization, you have a benefit where you can present your information, your your personal story about your business and how you have come to be who you are and associated with NABWIC as well. And this morning, we have Diane King. And Diane is a founder of Deck Construction and Deck Enterprise. And she's been an insurance agent for life and health for 20 years. And for the last five years, her focus for life insurance has been on final expense, final expense life insurance products because many people have not put a plan in place to pay for their final expenses or their funeral expenses. She offers a legal insurance plan to help people get their legal wills and power of attorney in place with her legal shield service. She also helps business owners business owners with their needs for offering a home business supplement or legal protection with Legal Shield business plans. Okay. And Deck Construction LLC was founded in October 2017 as a handyman service for her phase one program. And she has plans to evolve into renovating houses in the near future. It's a an up and coming project. So good morning, Miss King. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine, Ursula. Thank you. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. Excited about hearing what you have to say. Um, so tell me about deck deck construction and and all of the things that you do. How did you get to be 
and at this place doing the things that you're doing. Okay, thank you very much for the opportunity to be here. Okay, well, you know, Deep Construction is my name, Diane Elizabeth King, and my focus is the handyman service is because I've done a lot of renovations to my own personal home and because I have a lot of connections because of my insurance aid background and because I'm a, lot in the, I'm a lot in the community, I want to help my customers and people around me and people that I meet as well to um, get into projects and have someone that they can call on to help them with their handyman projects. Because, you know, if you have a house, you know, it has to be repaired. You have to, for the upkeep and all the things that go on and involved with the home, I've been in my home for 30 years, so definitely I, I know about that. So that's why we, we founded the, um, the deep construction services. And then, of course, my background with the insurance world is really what I'm going to talk a little bit more about um, during our time together this morning. Now, before we get into the insurance part, what area of the world are you so that people know if if they can call you? Okay. Well, I'm in Jacksonville, Florida, and I'm a licensed agent in the state of Florida. My company is nationwide, so I'm in, which means I'm appointed in, in most states. If I'm not in that state, then, of course, I will get you connected with an agent that could help you in your state. So we can service mm-hmm. you in any, any location for getting your the um, life insurance together. Of course, my handyman service is local. I'm in Jacksonville, Florida for handyman services at this time. Um, my legal shield services is, of course, nationwide. I can definitely help anyone with the, uh, get, with the legal shield aspect of getting a business plan in place or um, having um, a plan to help them be assisted with an attorney. Uh, we have attorneys in, in all 50 states. Oh, wonderful. Okay, so mm-hmm. how did you decide to get involved with the insurance industry? Well, in, in 1998 is when I got licensed um, working for um, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Florida, uh, working in customer service. I got since I've had sales background, I've been you know I've been in Mary Kay, couple of sales organizations, so I, I enjoyed sales. So I wanted to sell and decided well well I was led to sell insurance because I had been in the, in the insurance world at that time probably about 10 years, but I hadn't been in that aspect before so as an agent. So since I was already working for an insurance company, I went to their marketing division so that I could market their products. So I got licensed in, in 98 for that reason, since I was already in, in the healthcare field. Mm-hmm. And tell us some success stories that you've had in this, this arena and what gives you the conviction to continue. Well, as I said to the last five, my conviction has definitely been in the last five years. I found a company um, that has been around for a long time, and it, the, the product has been around for a long time. But I got convicted about. Uh, well, I've always loved the life insurance side of it. I want to take convicted, and I got licensed. I, I saw good people passing away. You know, that was in the church, and all of a sudden they would die. They passed away, and it was like, you know, people need insurance. That's, that's something people got to make sure that they have in order, and that's that's what piqued my interest. And I started really reading insurance books and really finding out that life insurance, especially, had been around for hundreds of years. And I, and I discovered that a lot of a lot of wealth was being passed through insurance policies, you know, hundreds of years. So that really got my interest and thought, okay, that's this is something I got interested enough to continue to know more about. And when, like I said, at that time I was already transitioning to start reading insurance books. And then I found all that out about insurance. And so my conviction at this point in the last five years is the fact that people need to have that final expense 
insurance in place because there are, there are different type of insurance policies, and hopefully we'll get a chance to discuss those different types, so we will be discussing that during our interview. But the, the final expense side of it is my conviction because I'm, my, my slogan for this year, I think the Lord gave me, is that friends and family don't let friends and family walk around and go without life insurance. So the final expense, that final $10,000 that someone has to come up with at the end of your life, so I've been I talk about it every day because I'm, I'm that's my conviction of reminding people that this is something you have to prepare for when most people are not. Okay, all right, we're going to take a, a short break and let people know how they can call in and be a part of the conversation, especially a little later on, and then we'll come right back and continue talking about your company. Okay, thank you. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. Hello, welcome back. This is Ursula Odom, your host for NABWIC Talks, and this morning I'm speaking with Diane E. King, and we're talking about the insurance industry and the value of it right at this moment. So I want to go back and ask her the reception that she's getting and, and, and are people understanding the need? So what are you finding, Diane? Well, you know, um, that's a good question because, you know, people – have really changed their attitudes since my doing my insurance journey. It, it seems like when I would talk life insurance, for some reason, people seem like they couldn't hear me over the last um, 20 years. If I've mentioned it, even though like the first part of my world was health insurance, but I moved into life insurance, um, but I always wanted to do more in life insurance. So talking about life insurance seemed like it was kind of went over people's head. I would say they, they act like they didn't need it. Um, so they so the reception people don't really want to talk about. Um, life insurance. It's just they're, they're really too busy living. Um, but it seems like since I've been talking about, I, when I speak of the, the final expense insurance that I've been working for the last five years, when I say the word um, burial insurance, that I, I get more attention when people see me, they hear me better for some reason. I don't know why. It's just, even though it's all the same thing, because, um, you know, people are so busy living, they're not really preparing for that. You know, they, they just don't want to have a conversation. You know, people tell me I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. So since um, I've streamlined it, and when I say streamlined, I found a company. Our focus is not the million-dollar policy, you know, that you can have that policy. So people can set that up and prepare and use insurance for um, different reasons. And I'll break that down. I'm just trying to answer your question before I talk about the different types of insurance. But um, to answer your question, it seems like people hear me a little bit more now 
when I use the term burial insurance, because that's the focus. The, the final expense means the last $10,000 that the people are going to need. Because sometimes when they, I think when people think of insurance, sometimes life insurance, they're thinking somebody's going to get rich on them, and they kind of think along those lines, and I don't know about to you know, get rich and something and that that could happen if it's in that other insurance arena. When but I'm not writing the million dollar policies anymore. My focus has is burial. So I talk. So people say they're more receptive because they realize they got to be buried. Nobody's getting rich. You need to bury yourself. It's your responsibility to bury yourself. And I kind of put that in conversation. And then so they're convicted because they say, Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I do. I need to make sure I don't leave that burden. On my family, so they're, they're so I'm getting more receptive. They're people more receptive about this type of insurance, but they're different type of life insurance products. But they can hear me a little bit more. They feel me a little bit more because they're realizing if they if they don't have life insurance that they hadn't been thinking about before. When I say burial, they they hear me and say, okay, I need to I need to take care of that because I don't want to leave this on my, my 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 children, you know. And so that's why in this arena, I think our people are hearing me a little bit more okay. about this type of insurance. All right. Uh, full disclosure, disclosure, I have experience in the insurance industry as well. And I, I hear what you're saying, and I know you're right, okay, um, mm-hmm. in that there are so many people that leave this earth and they have not prepared their families for or have not assisted their families in helping them with those final expenses. Cause you know, every time I see something in the newspaper where somebody is, is asking for donations to bury someone, it's like, Oh my mm-hmm. Lord. I mean, it's, it's sad. And, and mm-hmm. I would imagine it's humiliating to have to do that. Um, it just doesn't make sense in this time and, and day. So, True. Um, I'm glad that you're doing what you do because it is needed. But that being said, thank you. When you know where I'm going. When, with that being said, when someone says that they don't want someone to to get rich off of them, it, it seems to me to be so incredibly selfish. Because here's how I look at that: is that if they decide to get barrel insurance and make sure that they don't get anything else, and I know you offer other things, I would imagine, um, what they are saying basically is put me in the ground really well, but I don't care if you suffer after I'm gone. Because they, the person that has just put them away nicely now has to pay for their, their mortgage, their cars, their, their food, they are now thrown into a position of total, absolute struggle, especially yep. if that person was the main bread owner, I mean, breadwinner in the family. Now, if, if the people they left behind was taking care of them, then that's a totally different story. Then they, they all of a sudden got some money freed up because they don't have to take care of them anymore. But it's, it's such a sad situation where we are now convinced that that is the only thing that we need to take care of, how well we put that body away. Whereas there there are situations where people have been cremated, okay, and um, that is such a less expense and less burden on the family financially. And I know one person that just flat out insisted that that, that, that 
he be cremated? And at the time, I thought it was the most horrible thing in the world. But there was no getting around it. That was the final request. And by by complying with that, I, quite frankly, got educated on why that was good for that family, you know? So um, it's, it's just uh, all around education, I think, and conversation that I think needs to be had. But it starts yes. with where you are. You got to take care of whatever those final expenses are. Um, and, and so I know the value of what you're doing. Now, tell me about the different kinds of um, services that you offer. Okay. Now, for to make sure I understand your question, um, the, the different services that I'm offering in the insurance arena, we're, talk, we're still talking uh, the, about the insurance yeah, arena, yeah, the type of insurance. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. So, um, so, so as I said, my, my last five years, the company that I've been focusing with, that has that's really that is the focus for that particular company, which is um, the final expense, because different companies decide what they want to offer. So of course, um, and I so I work with different companies. So when I say million dollar policy, so when a person is looking at the different type of insurance, whether it's term insurance or whole life. Of course, you know, term insurance, of course, um, people get bigger in policies when they're thinking term insurance, which is in the need of term insurance, is definitely for, for larger debts to be paid off. So if, um, I'm recommending if a person is, um, has small children, um, term insurance is definitely something they want to look at, make sure that they, that they have, because if you've got four or five 10-year-old children in the house, the term insurance is put in place for 20 years and then a term. So the word term means it's for a term. People kind of don't realize when they say term, that's what it means. I mean, they, they realize after 20 years, they're realizing, oh, term means term. Yeah, it's going to go away. You can't keep it. But the, but the design of a term insurance is because you had small children in the house and the fact that you, you, you needed more money. So if something happens to you, then the children should be able to go on and make the house paid off. So that's why you do need you know, $500,000 in a policy, even a million-dollar policy, because, you, because of the needs of the children. Uh, you know, whomever you're taking care of, but that's the thought behind it. So that's the, that's the good part of the term insurance because of the, of the because of the season of life that you're in. So people are kind of shocked when now that their child is grown, and now you still think the company is going to still give you five hundred thousand dollars. And I have to tell them, no, that, that you got about two more years on that policy because they would have paid the five hundred thousand if you had passed in the twenty years, and your children were small. So that's why you needed it. You don't. You're in a different phase now. Your house should be maybe almost paid off or paid off, and you definitely don't need that anymore. So, so that's what term insurance is. What I like. Definitely always explain it to people. And term insurance. Sometimes you you might find a ten a ten year term. It depends on the company. Um, most of them are twenty years, and it's over. Sometimes you can get thirty. So that's that's term insurance. Um, so that's one vehicle for insurance, life insurance. Another vehicle for life insurance, it could be that you've you brought a big whole life policy or an investment policy, and you've been paying a, a pretty big premium every month, but your your goal is a, is a savings. You're really saving the money. If you were to expire within that period of time, your family would receive $500,000. I'm using $500,000 as an example because a, a $500,000 policy and a term insurance is not very expensive you know, compared to a whole life or universal life, whole life policy for 500000 because that $500,000 policy, if you're, if you're building it because you want to save that money for retirement, 
Um, you're putting, you're building a big cash value, so it's an investment vehicle. If it's funded, that a, a person can use, if that person don't pass away, or that family's going to pay five hundred thousand. That this said, that the money that you put in that policy now you can have it. So that's another. That's a, it's a retirement vehicle that people can use the strategy. Of, okay, I got life insurance policy. If I pass, it pays the family. But if I don't pass, I'm going to be able to use that money for something later in life. So that's a real good vehicle to get into. And so, you know, financial planners can kind of help you get into that type of policy. So, I, so that's a, a great opportunity to use your life insurance that way. So, so that's another vehicle. Um, when you're okay, another type of you know, um, um, policies, of course, when you're in a home, um, some companies will, some mortgage companies have a relationship with a life insurance policy where if you pass away, then the house can be paid off. So, so that's that's another form of getting sure your house get paid off. But it's it's a term insurance, but it's the fact that if it's tied to your mortgage, um, if it's being offered to your mortgage company, then no one gets cash in your family. But instead, your house is being paid off because you pay it passed away, and that policy was tied to the mortgage to pay off the mortgage. So, so that's another strategy of how to get your house paid off if something was to happen to you in, in that type of in that type of policy. So that's another vehicle. Um, um, the other type of vehicle, I think pretty much so, is the, the, the fourth and final one um, is what I'm talking about now because a lot of people that I deal with are, are a little older, even I deal with all ages. But trust me, what happens a lot of times people get to be 60, 70, 80, you know, they're in a different place in life, and if they're looking for a big policy, usually not. Because they realize, okay, my children are grown, you know. I just want to make sure I got to maybe I can maybe leave them, leave them a little something, uh, maybe five thousand dollars after my burial, so they know that okay, I only want twenty thousand. That's all I need. I want to just make sure that if my final expense is covered, and you know, the average funeral runs between seven to about twelve thousand dollars. People ask you how much your funeral, well, they're all over the place. It's a la carte. You decide what you want to put in your funeral, and then you decide how much your funeral is going to cost. But anyway, so if they have at least twenty thousand, then they know that they're going to be put to put away, and then give their children some money. Um, the the best world, if you can have a little bit of all of that going, that's a perfect picture. Now everybody definitely don't have that, but if you can have, of course, you know, that whole life vehicle in place, uh, the whole life vehicle in place that you're, um, you know, that whole life policy is going to carry you to death. So let's say if you got a fifty thousand dollar, hundred thousand dollar policy when you're thirty, forty. You're locked in. The rate's not changing, but you have that policy, and it's going to carry you to death. So that's one. That's the first policy I was talking about for, for whole life insurance. I'm really talking about term. Um, the term insurance policy, if you have term and whole life going at the same time, that's the best way to go. Because the, I'm saying term because if and only term if you're if you're 60 and you and your house is not paid off yet, and you're wanting your somebody to um, receive maybe $200,000 to maybe kind of keep going, kind of sort of. So, so that term insurance can go in place, but you know that if you outlive, you, you, could, you could outlive the term, which is when you could look up and you're 85 and you got that policy and you were 60, now that policy is actually going away. Remember, that's the term policy because it, it gave you that 20 years that maybe you, you were thinking about, I'm saying my, my children are still fairly not on their feet, so if I could, you know, give them a little something, if I want to bless them with the house and my house is not paid off yet, then that term insurance would pay it off for me, and that's why you can get term insurance. Usually better, better when it's younger because it's less expensive, 
and, and you can get bigger policies because, as I said, if you have children in the house, you need at least 500000 because somebody has to, you know, continue to raise your children, and, and a million would be even a better picture, but, you know, it's based on how much you can spend. And then as I said, the term insurance going going um, for that 20 years, but then having that whole life in place, that's what I say, having both is really great. That whole life policy, now that, that's, gonna, that's not going to go away. You can carry that on to death. You got that in place, so that's why you're having a little bit of both of them. And um, the, the investment vehicle has to start a little early because you have to have more time to really fund it. You know, people use their policies, and then they go retire very well because their life insurance policy is really a, a lot of money there. And now they want this, that whole life policy now going to pay them as an annuity, and they can collect on that policy. But you have to kind of start that, you know, maybe 20s and 30s, I think, is a good idea to really fund it really well. So, mm-hmm. so those are different types of policies that people want to just kind of know, uh, think about what they want to do. Okay. So um, we are a part of NABWIC. And before I ask you about your NABWIC experience, we have someone that would like to ask you a question. Um, someone whose number ends with 5193. I'm about to allow you to, to ask your question. Good morning. Good morning. This is Jackie Perry. Oh, hi, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. <laughs> well, hello. Well, I am so pleasantly surprised as I tuned in this morning <laughs> and uh, to hear uh, both you and Diane on the line. And I could not yeah. pass this opportunity by, but I just wanted to say good morning to you both and to let Diane mm. know that I am certainly um, being informed today with uh, the types of services that she's providing to the business and um, the broader community. I did want to ask about the insurance arena, however. I actually have, uh, I am a customer of Diane's. I actually have uh, purchased one of her products. But with so many types of insurances out there and with the various type of scenarios I guess one could encounter, how do you help your customers kind of keep it all straight or to understand what's best for them? Are there any particular strategies that you undertake to ensure that they're well-informed or educated? Okay, yeah, thank you, Jackie. Well, um, you know, pretty much so sometimes people, when, when they're not sure really where to start, then I ask them, my question would be then, okay, do you have enough money in the bank to be buried? Uh, do you have a policy in place that will bury you? Because at, at the end of the day, no matter what you're trying to do, you're going to need to be buried, <laughs> whether it's the day or tomorrow, because ages, though, doesn't, it really doesn't matter. And so if a person is, is not prepared for that, I, I usually start them there. Because insurance can go in a lot of directions, and if they're if they're walking around to me and they're trying to figure out, okay, well, I, 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 it's too confusing, you know, I don't know which direction I want to go in. Um, then because you can carry more than one type of policy, and, and since tomorrow is not promised, if you walk around with any without any life insurance, you're you're a risk. So I say, okay, while well, you're trying to figure it all out, let's at least get you ten thousand dollars worth of coverage. Just just listen for that because you're going to always need that. You can come back in later as you're understanding what, what else you might need. You get that. So let's say if you go ahead and get that in, uh, in place. You're not locked into a contract, but let's say if you get the policy and later on you decide, okay, 
I, I'm going to, I don't want to use the final expense policy anymore because I really want to get a million dollar policy in place. That, that's fine too, because you can change, you can shift and do other things as you begin to understand what your needs are. But I'm going to always focus back to let's make sure that if something happens to you, a car accident, you know, you, now your family's without the barrier and you don't want to ever have your family in a situation where they're trying to figure out how to bury you. Yeah, so that's how I would. That that's the direction I'm I'm going to go in, and that's my everybody. You know, and different companies have different ways of having this conversation. It depends on what agent you ask. Because I'm kind of a final expense agent, my mind is really wrapped around. <laughs> Let's make sure you know everybody's walking around with that with at least a ten thousand dollar policy at all times, all ages, from from your child to your mom and them. You know, everybody got to just make sure that 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 need is met. So that's how well, I will thank you, and I will say one uh, other thing. I concur with uh, Ursula whenever I encounter either friends or anyone who may not have that type of protection or insurance, even on a very, very basic level. Uh, it is a little surprising because everyone should at least have uh, a, a way to cover their their final expenses when they leave, because it does put a burden on the family. Because someone has to bury mm-hmm. them. <laughs> So very that much, way, very, very uh, much so. <laughs> it certainly does take that pressure off. But thank you so much for answering that question. And, and, and thank you for the question, Jackie. Appreciate you. Yes, thank you, Jackie. And Jackie is a Nabwick favorite. She works like nobody's business um, in charge of marketing for our organization. And a great segue um, to my next question Um well, actually, the second question. I'm, after I ask you this next question, then we're going to talk about NABWIC. But when you talked about when you talked about um, everybody should have a policy like a final policy from the from the parent to the children. Some people might say, uh, "Children, why children?" And um, so. My thought is, what what's your response to that? Why children? Well, because it's going to it's expensive to bury a child. Caskets, it's the funeral process itself. Somebody still have to pass the pay for their shit, their their funeral too, right? Yeah, yeah, I think people think about getting old. Yes, but if, according to the, the news where I live. I mean, they're all ages passing passing away. So then the, the child can keep the policy, of course, and then a person wants to get a policy, and as I said, it depends on the, you know, the company that they're writing it with. Uh, sometimes they want to turn it into a, an, an investment vehicle into their child. So now that, that policy follows on, because, um, you know, if you, you talk to people who say, well, my mama got a policy and we were children and all that, and now I still have the policy. And they're adults, and they're like, my mama got that policy out. So that's why people can get their policy when they, when they on their children, not only for burial, because it could be used as, a, as an investment vehicle, most definitely. They, they, they'll use, they don't need the money later. If they get you know, the only type of policy they get, they get it for finally spent burial, or they can get it as, investment, as an investment vehicle for that child. Okay. All right, so now my next question, and the question of the day <laughs> is, how did you become involved with NAVWIC and why? Okay, <laughs> you know, such a story behind it. I don't know how much time I have to talk. But anyway, um, Jack, um, Ms. Deborah Thompson actually invited me 
to she started knowing her and been she been I've been around her in Jacksonville here for about ten years. But finally, in a, in a conversation, she mentioned Nabwick, and I had heard Nabwick in a different way. I heard I said Nabwick, women, black women in construction. I I heard about it before she told me about it, and so that's what piqued my interest because I had heard about it before she talked about it. And once she told me, once she started talking about the organization, I connected. I said, I really want to get connected. To that organization because I'm shocked because I really love construction, handyman, repairing your house, renovating. I love that kind of thing, but I didn't know that actually there was an organization where black women actually work together as an organization within construction. So I've been wanting to, I'm going to get my, um, my plan is, of course, to become a certified contractor and to help people renovate their homes. Oh, this women that so that 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 was my interest because I, I, I was interested in what they're doing. Then I came to a meeting uh, over a year ago with her in um, Tampa, I think is where we were, and then that's when I saw the organization for the first time, and it immediately knew that I was going to join because, as I said, I heard about it before I actually heard about it. If that makes mm-hmm. any sense. And um, what's been your interaction since joining? Oh, I'm, I've been so impressed. From the time I saw the group, I was I was all in. Um, professional, they're very professional women. You know, women are women that's doing things, making money, being professional, making a difference. I think the industry is a great industry for to bring young young ladies in, so they can be interested in an opportunity to um, get paid. My my focus also for young people coming into the whether it's women, I said girls, but guys. I feel I'm, I'm looking forward to hiring people, creating jobs. So, so if a person, does, a young person, doesn't want to go to college. Everybody's not college material, so truly they can learn how to paint, you know, how to do grounds, how to dig a hole and do some things with their hands, work with their hands, carpentry. Um, so, they, so where they're going to create, they're going to be creating jobs and feeding families. So that's what I'm where I'm going, and I see that that's something that Network is, is providing and creating opportunity as well as careers. So that's why I'm what I'm enjoying. Um, why I'm enjoying being a part of it with such professional people, and definitely Amy McNeil being the mastermind and just a, the genius woman that she she is being connected to her as well as you you ladies has, has been truly a blessing for my to my life. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, looks like Miss Jackie has another question. So, uh, Hi, Jackie, <laughs> Jackie, you have another question. Yes, I do. Thank you so much. And as I was listening to Diane talk about uh, her association with NAWIC, I I don't know if she overlooked it, but there's a very important thing that uh, she probably should let us know about, and that is her involvement with the local chapter. Um, Oh, yes. Yes, so being a part of the local chapter, I don't know why, yeah, definitely, we've, we've been, I attend my meetings, joining with Jackie Perry and Deborah month to month. We're building this area of Northeast Florida, where I'm, so I'm excited about what we're going to be able to do here, and that's to get the word out that people want to be a part of our, our national chapter. We have our um, Hatton Hills Conference actually coming up this Thursday. We're very excited about launching. I've invited a lot of guests to be a part so more people can know about our local chapter. Um, and since with the local chapter and then with the national chapter, I'm on the committee 
the um, well, I joined the committee for the membership. Um, so we wanted to build the membership, and then I wanted to look and working with the retention. So did I did I ask you a question about that, Jackie? I'm making sure that I'm going in the right direction. Well, I thought you would say that you are the president of the local yeah. Northeast Florida chapter <laughs> in Jacksonville. Okay, so now we know she's shy. <laughs> And unassuming, and don't like to brag. The president, really, really. <laughs> well, according to Miss Ann McNeil, because I've been very consistent. I've been so happy to be a part of the organization. So I'm on the, the call, the blog talk. I'm very connected <laughs> to to that. So she feels, and so she put that in my arena, and she presented that to Jackie. And then when I was so shocked. <laughs> I'm still getting over the shy. it's shyness and shock and shock and shyness all a combination. So you have to get I'm working through that also, okay? And and listeners, I'm working <laughs> through this. I'm the shock of it all. <laughs> so I I'm doing all that I can do to build to build our chapter. How 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 I need to be serving? I will serve Miss Jackie Perry. Thank you. And thank you, Miss Jackie Perry, for for smoking her out. <laughs> yes, smoking she did. Her out. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> it's all good. Yes, it I, is. I, it's an honor. It's an honor to be heard, Miss Miss uh, Miss Andy even say it and think that. And now Jack is backing it up to say that I'm just feel like through the shock. It's an honor, you know, to work with the with the ladies and for them to feel that I should walk in that role. Um, getting the experience of it because I, I know Jack and Deborah's going to follow me and they're going to back me all the way. So that's however I can serve, really. That's really what I would want to do. I'm yeah. With that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's another area that that um, you, well, the, the another service that you offer, and that's the handyman one. And I have to tell you, um, as a homeowner and as a woman that really I'm handy with with tools, but not really enough to say I'm going to repair a whole bunch because, quite frankly, one time I sat down with a book (laughs) in one hand looking at some plumbing and just trying to figure out what what it was, I touched one thing and that pipe exploded. And all I did was touch it. You know, it was ready to collapse anyway. Um. And for me, it was just a drip that I was going to try to figure out how to deal with because I wasn't afraid of doing stuff like that. But there are some things you just don't know. So being that kind of person, I it, you're talking about having a handyman service. I really think that serves a need for a lot of busy people that just don't have time, but they you know, want to be able to pick up the phone and call somebody and say, look, I need a plumber or look. I need somebody to to, to um, pressure wash my house. Is that what you do, or tell me what you do in that arena? Actually, I have a, I'm connected to people actually that has the experience, you know, to um, to get that done. So, but, so I feel people need someone that they can actually trust. So my part would be to to get them really connected. You know, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do the pipe either. If I had to touch a pipe and do a whole lot with that, I'm that I'm not there. I would like to say I can repair things like that, but I'm I'm, I'm the overseer. I want to connect people to the to a good service 
I have a good electrician, a good plumber. I want to be able to connect them that way as I learn. But that's how I'm actually bringing that. that, that that's my I'm, – I'm the construction consultant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, so, in that's, other words, that's my goal. I don't have to worry about trusting the plumber. All I have to worry about is trusting you because I'm holding you accountable for who you send to me. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And I so, so, of course, and I feel that, yeah. And I feel like I know people that, that, that my, my contractors, I'm contracting this, because we're in the beginning stages because I I had my house done over and over, different things done. And so I've gotten built relationships. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. those relationships have value. So um, I commend mm-hmm. you for realizing that your connections with the community and your testing people out has value to people like me that could use it. Um, do you have yeah, exactly. uh, a counterpart in different parts of the, the country, like Tampa, Florida? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. In, in, due, in due season. But right now, we're, we're very local. <laughs> okay. Very local. All right. Well, give it some thought, because that, that to me, sounds okay. pretty good. If I knew someone, and I, and I honestly, to be perfectly honest, your um, this conversation will probably spark or motivate me to contact the people I do know in this area that probably offer in the service, and I just hadn't thought of it in that way. I I know we're black women of construction. Well, I think of big projects and all of those kinds of things, you know. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Hard hat and heels. That's what I think of. But the reality is those same people probably have at their disposal um, handyman type or handy person type services. And I just never thought to Mm -hmm. to really uh, interact with them in that way. Or we may have a member that's already specializing in that, but you, you have created the, the attention to the value. And, and I think that's pretty good. So thank you for that. Now, before we wrap it up, is there anything else you would like to share that maybe I have not asked you. Well, I'm just going to mention something that I want to, because I, I do um, seminars. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm in the community. Anytime you know, people allow me to come in the community. And one thing I always want to make, mention is that the Goldman Fund is not a real account. Because, you know, in people's minds, they're kind of thinking, okay, well, I really don't have to get the insurance because, you know, I just let my family do a Goldman Fund. Okay, Goldman Fund is, is no, there's no money in the Goldman Fund. Your family will be at, at, at zero. Now, of course, when, when people do fundraising, and, it's, and it's, if it makes them the news because of a tragic death, then people might want to, maybe, maybe not, want to contribute. But, you know, people get lazy in their mind of thinking, I don't have to get life insurance because somebody else is going to bury me. Well, you're, more than likely it's going to be your family who's going to have to miss their mortgage payment, miss their car. Now they're, they're in a financial burden, a financial bind. And it's just not fair. And, and if we love our loved ones, we wouldn't dare have them begging and trying to figure out how to handle our final expense. We, we love them, so we want to leave them in a situation to where then you don't want to put them in a situation of trying to find out how to bury. So I kind of want to put that out there because people somehow think that. And for, and for those people who really don't care, you, of course I need people who I've met with face-to-face, have the, have the nerve looking me right in my face and say, you know, I'm not going to be here, so it's not going to really matter. You know, and I tell them then, I say, you know what, you know, God sees your thoughts. 
and you're going to be judged on that selfish way of thinking. It's very selfish not to worry about how your family is going to put you to rest. Just like we plan for our vacations, um, we just need to we need to put the life insurance in our budget because people most people feel like I can't afford it. You know, I, you know, I'm already stretched all the way. I can't afford any more than that. Um, but people budget for their vacation. They budget their for their all their other bills. Their cable. They so you have the budget for it. And so what I would say to you is find a way to put it in your budget, even if you can only put a dollar away a day. I tell people everybody should be able to save a dollar a day. Um, and sometimes I know our audience might not be in that arena, but if you're talking, to, this is just people to our listeners. This is for your friends and family. Your friends mm-hmm. and family, they can't, they don't feel they can afford it, and then tell them to start saving. If they do a dollar a day, then thirty dollars worth of life insurance. That's, that's a, that could be a small policy. Depends on your age, your health. That's how your the insurance companies are going to determine what what, what they're going to provide. Uh, mm-hmm. Some companies will not offer life insurance because of your health, but I have a company that will provide a, a, a coverage even if you're unhealthy, and we can work with all budgets. Well, I want to go back to okay. something you said because it it it's to me it's kind of funny, but maybe it's not. Um, when you talked about some people just don't care. Well, what popped into my head that you might want to give some thought to is if it were me, I would the letter with a blank space that says, dear loved one, and then a place for that person's name. Um, I have just shared with my insurance agent that I do not care if you suffer because it does not matter. And have them sign it. Now, you know good and well they're not going to sign it. But I think it would be a great sales technique. <laughs> I like that. Okay, I think I, would, I can use that. Would, yes. would you say good. that to the person who who is caring for you, <laughs> loving you, or or that is helping you out in some way? Would you say that? I do not care. And I've just told somebody, oh. I do not care if you suffer. Oh. Now, how many people okay. you want me to tell that to? <laughs> <laughs> how many pieces of paper you want to sign? Good point. <laughs> okay. Thank you. All right. Yeah, so that is that, definitely, I'll add that. I'll add that. <laughs> do you have a Thank website or how should people get in touch with you? Well, they can call me on my, my personal cell, and I'll take them from there because an application is done the age, and you can't really go online with, with, my, with my, my personal company and, and complete an application. So they have to call me directly at 904-307-8202. Again, I'm Diane King. I'm at 904-307-8202, and that's my, that's my personal business line for my insurance policies. Um, the legal shield services, um, as well as my handyman service, because it's just it's just a, my generic call. I do have an office number that I use. I have on my card for my office number. I'll give you that as well. But then that's strictly for Deek Construction, and that's nine zero four seven four five five two eight five. Thank you. All right, and thank you for being my guest this morning and sharing your words of wisdom to our audience. And for those of you that are listening that are members, this is a service for you. And if you're not a member, you should be. 
And if you're not a member, we still thank you for listening because um, this is how we grow, by being able to share what we do and um, have what we know benefit others. With that, see you next week with another great show. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.